0: get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
1: should Brett Brown should he be fired because of a single game one game he's been here for how many years like six years he's been through thousands of players. And so much drama, so much changeover in the front office. Do you get rid of the guy over a single game? You tell me. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 is how you join the show. I'm Vince Quinn with you on 94WIP. And we're going to bring on a special guest. So joining us right now on the Swartz Culleton guest line, he's part of 215 Sports on Wildfire Radio, John Crichton joins the show. John, what's going on, man?
2: What's up, Vince? How you doing, bud?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for hopping on. So. Uh Thanks for having me. Yeah, so first question is obviously Game 6 was, I mean, back against the wall for the Sixers. They get the win. What'd you make of the game?
2: Yeah, I, I was nervous going into the game, Vince, because you weren't sure, you know, the way that the series has been going. Obviously, every team that's won has won rather convincingly, I yeah. would say, and after that drubbing that they took, you were wondering what kind of effort and, and what kind of determination they were going to have going into Game 6, so I... I was pretty impressed that they came out, and for, you know, 99% of that game, they, they pretty much handled business, and I never felt, I guess I never felt threatened. I know Toronto made a couple runs here and there, but you never felt like, you know, they were going to overtake. It felt like the Sixers had it in control of the whole game.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. it. It was one of those things, that, and it's comforting to have that when you know it's such a, a nerve-wracking kind of game for the Sixers to be in control all the way. So, for them to have that kind of performance... Uh, are there any players that specifically stuck out to you? Any changes from five to six? Like, what did you see in that game? How were they able to be so in control through that game?
2: Well, you know, the the one key to the the change between five and six. I mean, if you set aside the fact that Jimmy Butler has pretty pretty much been consistent the entire series, and we all, you know, we could we could talk about Joel Embiid for the next you know eight hours if you wanted to, but yeah. I think the key the key. Obviously it was the difference in Ben between game five and game six. He was I mean, Vince, he was virtually non existent in game five. Where yeah. game six it looked like from the jump. He would he had a a mindset that he was gonna not so much take over because I don't think offensively he can he, he's capable of that. But I think he just had a mindset that if I'm aggressive, if I if I go to the basket he he's a, I've been saying for a long time, Vince, that he's he's unguardable if he gets a jumper, but he's virtually unguardable when he wants to play that aggressive like he did in Game 6.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing is, John, and this is the thing that everybody's wondering, is... How do you get that out of him consistently? I mean, when I'm trying to think of theories of what you can do to get it out of it. And for me, the best thing I've honestly come up with is, like, after this season, you just hire Jared Dudley to sit in the stands and heckle Ben Simmons every <laughs> game. That's all I got. Like, it, it's just it, it's weird. Like, he needs this sort of um, – he needs a slight against him almost. He needs that extra motivation, it seems, to, to give you that kind of game.
2: Yeah, it's weird because the, all these different theories come out throughout the season that, you know, he, he's got a, a, a phobia of being embarrassed. He doesn't like – he don't want to look embarrassed by taking bad shots or, or, you know, maybe taking threes or taking jumpers or whatever the case may be. But I, I go back to a question that I was fortunate enough to ask Brett in one of the press conferences, and I, I asked him, why is it that it seems Ben can, you know, go game the game and, and sometimes turn it on, turn it off? Is, is it something that they talk about? Is it, is it something he's got to work through? And he basically said Ben just kind of plays at the flow of the game. You know, he, he goes into a game thinking he's, he's a distributor first, right? And he's got to get his teammates involved first. But there's times where he sees flows of the game he's got to take over. But that's still, you know, that answer, is, I believe, is is the right answer. But it doesn't make sense. And I know it frustrates his fan base when you know that at any point he's he can take over like he did yesterday, that he can – You know, like I said, because he's so strong, because he's so long, because he's got the ability to handle the ball the way he does, that he can get wherever he wants on the court. So it is really frustrating when you see that he doesn't do it.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. So let me ask you this then, because now that we've seen him do it for Game 6, and he wasn't doing it for Game 5, my expectation is he's not going to be that for Game 7. What do you expect for Game 7 from Ben Simmons and the rest of the Sixers?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you go, he's got to go from game to game, I guess you would think that he's going to go back to the the non-aggressive Ben, but at some point, you have to think that this kid's going to – it's going to click, right? I mean, I know he's only 22, but at some point, you've got to imagine that in his head, he's got to know, like, all right, this is how I have to play on a regular basis. So I'm hoping that he knows how big this game is, Vince, and I think he's going to, you know, realize, all right, this, this is the kind of game I need to play. As far as the rest of the team, can you, can you think that Joel Embiid's going to go four games in a row with being pretty much offensively non-existent, I don't, I don't think so. I think he goes out there and 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 has a big game, and and they uh, they bring a game seven win home.
1: Oh, man. A road win. And then here's the thing, John, because there is the possibility, like, I wouldn't believe that a healthy Embiid is going to get them over the top, too. You saw even a a somewhat recovered Embiid goes plus 40, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, which is insane. It's, it's totally crazy. But uh, so there is the possibility that they lose. I mean, let's be realistic about it. And there's a possibility then that Brett Brown could get fired. Should Brett Brown's future be determined by one single game in this game seven?
2: Yeah, I was listening to you right before the break and I I was I'm all year long and even on you know when we when we talk about it on the show it's I kind of go back and forth, right? Because because he's been here for as long as he has that he's obviously had built in excuses throughout his tenure here because you know, he's never had the players, he's he's been the mouthpiece for the team, he's he's been the good soldier, all that stuff that we've been saying over the years and that's all that's all fine. That's all well and good. I think Josh Harris's comments were based on, like, listen, man, you had that you know that really bad second-round loss last year. We finally gave you that we went out, and we made these big trades and gave you the players that that can get you over the top. You have everything now. There's no more I, – I mean, they are with the little – well, they've only played 12 to 15 games together, so there's kind of an excuse there. But he really doesn't have any more excuses, Vince. I mean, if you can't win with this team – I mean, what else do I need to get you next year? Do I have to get you Kevin Durant and Kyrie? Like, I don't know what else I got to get you. And I think that's what Josh Harris is going to look at if they go out in this round. So
1: you'd fire him if they lose this game. You're firing Brett Brown?
2: I mean, I think you have to have a long conversation about it, right? You have to look at it, you know, realistically. I mean, he, he's got probably the best starting five in the East.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But what more does he need? I mean, what more can I get you next year? especially if you re-sign Butler and Harris. That means there's not much more I can get you to win. I don't know what else What else can you do.
1: Yeah, and you know, it, here's the thing, John, and we're, and we're talking, by the way, with John Crichton, who is from 215 Sports on Wildfire Radio, and, and here's the thing that I think about with Brown, because for me, I was out on him, and I, I, I really felt a lot like you, and I guess for me, I'm at this point now where I think, okay, well, Butler was a trade that started... Into the season, the Tobias Harris trade is something that happens during the season. Elton Brand doesn't get a full offseason as the GM because you have all this Brian Colangelo stuff. Um, Ben Simmons is a young guy. Joel Embiid is injury prone. And so maybe it's just that, like, my good feeling for Brett Brown are starting to take over again now that the team has been competitive and seems like they have a shot to make the finals. But... Uh, I, I look at all these obstacles, and you know what? I've just decided that I want to give him one more year. That's that's where I've started the fall. It's just I, I don't know. It's just turned me.
2: Sorry right. if you're if you're asking me if I would if, if after the second round a, a loss would compel me to fire him. I think I would at least have the conversation. Is, is this the guy that can that can take us forward? If you're asking me, do I think they're going to do it? No, I don't think they're going to do it. Number one, because Brett was integral in putting Elton Brand in the position that he's in, mm-hmm. so I don't see Elton now turning around and firing him a couple short, you know, short months later. And I, I don't, I think what they're going to do is that the excuse that they're making that these guys haven't played long enough together. I think is going to be the one last excuse for the franchise to say, all right, we're going to give him one more year with a full year, a full all season a full training camp of these five guys, if they, barring that they signed Harrison Butler, and say, all right, now you got everybody. Here's a full year. Let's see what you can do.
1: All right. Well, that's John Creighton from 215 Sports and Wildfire Sports. And, John, if people are looking to follow you, where can they find you?
2: Yeah, they can check us out. Our uh, show page is at underscore 215 live. And uh, we really want everybody to tune in every Monday night. 7 to 9 p.m. on wildfireradio.com. We do 215 live every, uh, every Monday night.
1: All right, great. Well, John, thanks for hopping on the show. Really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.